guys, it's Eva and I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, rate and comment, you know, all greatly appreciate it. (laughs) So yes, hi, how are you guys doing? Me, you know, I don't know. You know, occasionally I will talk, I'll like say what the most popular episodes of the month have been for currently binging and it's been interesting because the two most popular ones for January so far are going to new year and these actually were recorded um right before the new year started is Bridgerton and the one that was the top last month which is tiny pretty things yeah I don't know why I wanted to call it tiny little things, tiny, pretty things. So those are the two most listened to episodes of January by far. Like, I don't, Bridgerton I get because it's Bridgerton. Also, FYI, renewed for season two. They recently announced that. And I know I said um, in the discussion on Bridgerton that we hadn't got that announcement yet. I actually was expecting it to take longer, but I told you guys, Okay, in case you didn't listen, I mean, no spoilers. There are no, this is spoiler free for now until we get into our actual Winks discussion, but no spoilers. So I said in that discussion that I was expecting them to renew it for another season, but also that I was expecting it to take a while, just looking at how long it's taken for us to get um, renewal announcements from Netflix. So it was pretty quick for a Netflix um, renewal announcement tiny pretty things at this point I don't believe that has been renewed for a second season yet but clearly y'all are still watching it because (laughs) it is still there um it is not in actually neither of those shows are in the top 10 at the moment uh but Bridgerton was in there for a hot minute tiny pretty things as well was there for a hot minute so very interesting to see how we are kicking the year the year off to very different shows, two very different, highly sexualized shows in two different ways. I mean, I feel like that's a whole episode right there that we can get into because you guys, I was, I've been (laughs) listening (laughs) to my own show and I was like, you know, maybe it was just because 2020 had been something and then 2021 just started off like something else. And I think I was just fed up at that point. (laughs) in discussing those shows because I know I talked a lot about like well tiny pretty things it makes sense because one those are supposed to be high schoolers so like no but for Bridgerton I think I was just like I I was at my breaking point so (laughs) I feel like I sounded angry talking about um the sex scenes in that show but anyway that is not what you came here for I just want to put that out there because those were the top shows so far I mean January is this is the final week of January so January is almost over those were the top two listen to shows for CB this month so if you have not checked them out go and check them out and yeah (laughs) let's get into this so we are discussing Winks which let me make sure I get the full title Fate the Winks Saga so I feel like this is going to be an interesting conversation. I should also, so I'm going to preface it with some warnings, but also um, just 
some um, retrospective like analysis on my own part. So let's start with the warnings. There are going to be spoilers. So if you did not watch the show, I highly suggest that you like stop right here and then come back after you've listened or after you've watched the entire season. There is potential for me to spoil things that are not only in the show. So anything that is connected to the show, other TV shows, other um, like source material, like books and things like that, even though that's not the case for this, but just putting it out there, there is the chance that I will spoil it. So that's a warning for that. Also, this is not a super linear um, podcast. So we're not going to go in chronological order. We're going to jump around a little bit. I am by myself. So I have, I have the higher responsibility of keeping my own self on track. So I want this more so to kind of feel like a conversation, even though I technically cannot hear what you're saying back to me. We're just going to act like we can. And this is not a super sophisticated, complicated review podcast. Like it's just genuinely what my own thoughts. So there is a chance we are not going to agree, which is super okay. And that is why I do this as a discussion because we can open it up and we can agree to disagree if we need be. So there are the warnings. The other part, the retrospective like analysis. So I know my first episode, well, first like recorded in 2021 episode, which was Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I was like, oh, we're going to, or was it Bridgerton? No, it was Chilling Adventures because Bridgerton was long. It was, it was Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, aka Chaos, because that's what I like to call that show. Um, was so I said that in looking at some of like the listening data and stuff like that on the podcast, it seems like around the 30 minute mark would be good to have as far as the length of an episode. In recording Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, I just find when I limit myself, it's very um, stressful. (laughs) So I feel like I rush through it and I just leave out a bunch of things that I want to say. So we're not going to put those time constraints on myself. I am going to work hard to try to um, do these episodes in like 30 to 45 minutes. I feel like an hour is as probably as long as I will go. I don't think I've done anything except for 13 Reasons Why, I think was the final episode or final episode, final season, which was super long. That was a long discussion. But I usually try not to go over an hour. And in looking at other like podcasts, because I don't really, I I don't really look, listen to podcasts as much as I used to. So I'm like, I, what are people doing? And there are people putting out super long podcast episodes, like almost two hours. And there's just no way. So I'm like, I'm going to keep my 30, 45, maybe sometimes occasionally hour long episodes. And we're just going to, we're just going to ride with it. So <laughs> just want to put that out there. Cause I know straight out the gate, I was like, oh, we're going to new year. We're going to try to make these timely and concise, but you know, sometimes there are just things that I have to say. So let's get into this. Cause you guys are like, girl, we've been going now for however many minutes and we haven't even discussed the show. So we're going to get into it. So <laughs> Faith the Wink Saga, I had no clue what this show was. <laughs> I didn't even look it up before watching it, to be honest. Um, you guys know if you have been, and I'm going to, I am going to try to stop saying you guys know because like you may not know, but during the um, pandemic, <laughs> if you will, I have been struggling a lot with finding things 
that I actually want to watch versus forcing myself to watch things. And so now we're kind of in a space where a lot of those fall TV shows are starting to trickle back onto the screens, even though that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> and we'll discuss when we get to that point um, in the season. But it was just a struggle. And I found myself watching things that had we not been in like a shelter in place or stuck at home, I most likely would not have watched. Uh, and so that's just been a struggle. So I was sitting, I don't even know how I got to this, but I had caught up on all the new episodes of this fall season. I'm doing air quotes. And I was like, okay, I need something to watch. I was like, do I want to watch a movie? Do I want to watch a show? I'm usually trying to find movies at this point because once I find a show, like, it's like, how long are the episodes? Do I want to like dedicate? It's a bunch of questions that come into play. And so I saw this one and I saw something else. It's, it is escaping me at this moment. And so I was like, okay, watch the trailer. And I was like, oh my gosh. And you know, there are some trailers where you're like, okay, the acting is probably not going to be all that a hundred percent. Like there are, you guys know, like tiny pretty things I'm sorry to keep bringing it up but you go into like okay the acting's not going to be top par but you know it could be interesting this one I honestly did not really have an opinion on watching the trailer I was just like oh, this is just you guys know teensy angsty those types of shows with that target audience like young adults teens that is my jam like I, I can watch it all day every day um with like a little bit of mystery mixed in with drama you know all that like I, I can do it but I was just like, I genuinely had no opinion <laughs> on this. And so I was like, okay, I don't know what I want to do if I want to watch this. So I was like, well, how many episodes is it? Six episodes. Now you guys know <laughs> that one. I was like, this is not a UK show. I'm pretty sure it's not a UK show. So why is it so short? Which don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure this is not a U, like this did not come from the UK or like BBC and all that other stuff because they they are known for having short seasons and you guys know I love it I'm like they'll give you six seven five sometimes episodes in a season and it's just like that's all you really need and so I was like six episodes that's doable I can literally watch this entire thing it was nighttime it was like 7 30 ish I was like I could literally watch this all right now so I was like let's do this no background no anything so I went into this we get through the first episode and I was like, you know, slow start. I initially, when they said the name of the school, I was like, oh, thank God we're in college. But then as we kept going further and further in it, and I was like, oh, thank God we're in college. But as we were going in through it before we found out anyone's age, I was like, they seem, they're coming up a little young slash innocent for, to be college age. Some of them, especially our um, main character who is bloom i was just like they're coming off a little bit young to me and then I, was, then I started questioning myself i was like are they really in college and then i think she says bloom like says her age she's like oh she's 16 and i, and I was like oh my gosh this is not college so <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> and so i was like okay whatever and then i was like so i mean what is going on like, I know this has something to do with fairies, and you guys, I'm not young. I am, <laughs> I'm not that young, so it's like, maybe this is one of those things where you think it may be targeted towards, like, 
more of the older um, young adult type of an audience or whoever, because I hate to like bucket them to young adults because there are lots of grown people who watch these things. So it shouldn't just be, but like their main target is that. And so I was like, maybe it's one of those things where it's targeted towards the younger half or maybe like preteens, teenagers or something like that. Cause it was just coming off super young and um, innocent to me for some reason. And so after watching this whole thing, I told you guys we're gonna jump around. After watching this whole thing, and I was like, okay, let's actually look at what is going on <laughs> with this show. <laughs> Cause I'm still confused as far as like who who they were trying to target here. And I was like, oh my gosh, I found an article and it was like, this is based off of a Nickelodeon show called The Winx Club, which it looks like it came out from what I can tell on Google. 2004 so that still would have been a little too young for me to have watched it because by that time I was in um high school <laughs> like not just beginning like about to be towards the end of high school so th this show would have never even crossed my radar I mean I have younger siblings my sister is right is right before me but my brother is about six years younger than me but this even still is not something I don't think he would have watched so I had no clue that this even existed as a cartoon on Nickelodeon so I was like okay that makes sense in knowing that and not even really knowing anything about the Nickelodeon show I was like okay that makes sense as far as the tone because you know we talked about this with tiny pretty things and like the sex factor, because we're still talking about young teenage relationships. And one of the things that I was talking about in Tiny Pretty Things is like this over-sexualization of, there's over-sexualization over in general, just across the board, regardless of how old these characters are supposed to be. But I feel like in recent years and even more so recently, it's just been times a thousand and so I you kind of have the benchmark where it's kind of like oh I say it's like the CW a CW type of sexualization where they're in high school but they're doing things where you're just like <laughs> this isn't real life type of a high school in a lot of since I mean I'm sure there are kids doing some of those things but like some of the things that they do you're like this would not happen in real life like a teenager owning a speakeasy <laughs> Like, that's just not a real life thing. And then compare that to like a tiny pretty things where I thought that was just, I mean, I don't think I've ever really considered what's a bar too far as far as like sexualizing teenagers. But I think tiny pretty things exceeded that bar for me. And I think that's when I was like, okay, like, wait a minute. Because <laughs> even when I think about Pretty Little Liars, that to me was still kind of PG, even though some of those, um, themes in it were a little bit like pedophilic which kind of was some of the tones in tiny pretty things and so you take that type of a show and you compare it to fate the wink saga and I'm assuming the reason why this was super super safe as far as like sexualizing these teenagers because I don't feel like they were that sexualized even for those who were in relationships like we saw like like things you would expect to see from high school teenagers we saw we saw some kissing and things like that but it never was like we're about to get ready to have sex type of a um portrayal on the screen and I have a feeling that they kept it really safe even though I'm pretty sure the rating on this was like TVMA but it just was not giving me mature audience level 
um, <laughs> like content. It just was not. So I'm assuming the reason why it just seemed so innocent and it kind of kept it pretty innocent is because it was based on this Nickelodeon show. But then also I've seen a lot of references to Riverdale and what, you know, I kind of did say Riverdale, but <laughs> I saw a lot of references to Riverdale, to Harry Potter, which makes sense because I like magic. And then also, um, vampire, the vampire diaries, which I did not watch. I'm not one, you guys know, I don't do horror, but also like vampires, <laughs> it's just not my thing. And so I didn't watch that. Um, but it also was on a CW. So I'm assuming it's kind of like the same type of tones and things as some of the other, um, CW shows just with vampires and so I was though I was getting a lot of comparisons to those shows as far as like what I was reading from articles but in watching it I was just getting like super PG level like fantasy <laughs> it would be something and I always talk about this because I'm I am a big proponent of you should be the one like controlling what your kids watch so you should be like you should know what your kids are watching and you should watch those things with them. And I speak more on this. If you, if you listen to any of my episodes on 13 reasons why I speak a lot about it on that show, just based on like a lot of the, um, like feedback and backlash that that show got, especially during the first season. But this is a show where I was like, honestly, if I had kids, if they were like preteen, I would not have a problem with them watching it by themselves because I just didn't was not getting super level, super high level of concerns while watching this. Now, again, I told you guys, I didn't watch the the Wings Club, didn't even know it existed, but there is controversy because um, apparently there's a lot of whitewashing on this um this what is it human rendition of the show where I guess some of the characters from the original cartoon weren't included in this. Um, there were problems with how Aisha was portrayed and how her storyline revolved around um, Bloom and Aisha is our only black character. Well, she's not our only black character because we do have... Um, I had to write all the kids' names down because this is another show, another teen show with a with a semi-big cast of characters. But Dane, Dane was also black as well, but he was just like one of those, I talk about like side-flanked characters, but he was, I mean, I guess he would still be a side-flanked character. It's kind of like, but not, there are levels to it. <laughs> so I think he's like a level down from um, like kind of where, and Aisha and Tara and Amisa, which I kept hearing Misa on the show. But then again, you guys know when you see something and you read it versus when you hear it, it can be different. And it's spelled M-U-S-A, like Musa. But I was hearing Misa, so we're going to go with Misa or Misa <laughs> um, for this. So if that is wrong, you guys already know. Just let me know. <laughs> be nice about it but but yeah so like I felt like he was like down a level from that um I think and this is one of the things that I kind of internally argue with myself on so I play my own devil's advocate because I talk about how 
a lot of the problem with a lot of a lot of the shows, especially when you start talking about like network TV, because they have such such long um, seasons, like eighteen plus episodes, that a lot of the time the story gets lost because there's so many episodes, and that leaves room for there to be a lot of filler, which you really don't need, and it kind of like directionally you get off track and so I think I'll talk about like I don't know if I have a sweet spot as far as like how long a season should be but I do like a shorter season and I think the advantage of having a short season is that you remove any of those um opportunities for there to be a lot of unnecessary unnecessary things added to the storyline that just it's like at the end of the day, did it help push the story along? So I think having a short season, a short season, like a five, six episode season comes into, um, becomes beneficial. But I can also see where you would be like, well, you can make the case for like maybe eight to 10 episodes versus like five or six episodes because, and I think it's a case by case thing because with this, there is a larger um, cast of characters. And with six episodes, you literally are just like, you got to get the story. You got to get the story told and get to whatever the wrap up is. And you don't really have a lot of room to do a lot of that um, character building or creating those moments for we as the audience to connect to some of these characters, especially like those who aren't like our main, main character to connect to them and be like, oh, okay, I'm rooting for them or I want to see more from them. Um, you kind of lose some of that when you have such a short season. But then I think it also comes down to, I think it can work if you can make the story work for you versus having the story work you. And in this case, and I kind of went back and forth with it because I can see where some people can be like, hmm. I mean, I feel like I needed one or maybe two more episodes just to like get a little bit more from like the characters and feel like connected to these characters. But honestly, yeah, I had to write all their names down because it was so many of them. But by the end of the season, and I wrote all their names down for myself because I'd be messing up people's names. But by the end of the season, I knew when I saw their face <laughs> and this is like... <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this, but it takes me a while, especially these big cast type of shows. It takes me a few episodes to remember everyone's names. Like The Wild, even though it was, it's not that big of a cast, but it's kind of a big cast. It took me a, it took me a while to remember everyone's <laughs> names. Whereas here it was the same case, but by the end, but by the end, like I can literally be like, okay, when I see that person, that's so-and-so and that's so-and-so. So I think that helped. I think while it was limited and we mostly were following Bloom. Now, I don't know how the cartoons work. I don't know if there's like a main fairy and it all revolves around her. And then you kind of get like her cast of friends, kind of like a Riverdale or Riverdale, essentially. If you were to go back to like season one advertising, you would think that Riverdale, well, Riverdale is Archie, <laughs> but also you do see um, Betty so you'd be like, oh, Archie and Betty and then everyone else. That's kind of how they did the um, advertising initially. So I don't know if it's like one of those things where it's kind of like there is a main person, but we will take time to like in future seasons, focus more on this person versus this person, which would make sense for something like this, because I mean, it is 
like a fairy tale they're based in school like, I feel like they could do that if they wanted to and I wouldn't be opposed to that but I think in this first season we were still able to I think emotionally connect to some of these characters even if they were like some of those familiar tropes that we know from other shows and things that seem like same old same old like I can see the case for an Aisha where I do feel like a lot of these, like her things she did and the role she played was very like cookie cutter. Um, it wasn't really adventurous. Is that the right word? Or um, bold enough, if you will. Like her character, the way that they had her character in this wasn't bold enough where it was like, okay, I used to like, I want to see more from her. It was very much so like, she was kind of there to be the friend for Bloom. And then, you know, she essentially is the one who, it was kind of like she was the one who like tells on them. And then it's like an end, but she's like always still there. So like, I can see how that could be irritating. And we're like falling into these same kind of tropes that I feel like a, other shows have been able to um, better come out of. I don't, for lack of better, better words, have been able to develop characters who have evolved further than that kind of like same old trope. Whereas a lot of the characters in this, and I am going to assume it was because of how short the season is, where it was just like, if you're, if their story aided to the overall story to get to the end, then it was like a little bit more that was spent on them. But I think some characters didn't benefit from that. So I think Aisha is one. Um, Tara, I like, and I felt this way with a, lot of, with a lot of them. Like you feel like they were trying to scratch the surface, but they just didn't have the time to go deeper with them because Tara was one of those ones who I was like, I feel like there's so much there and you kind of see it kind of like, more and more of it get exposed as we went through the season, especially when we got towards the um, end, like everything that was going on with her brother, Sam. And also when she had that like confrontation with Dane after he um, was talking about her in that video, like you kind of see it there, but then it's only so much room for it to kind of like bloom that's like, okay, like it's a moment, but then it's like that moment is snatched away. So I felt like, it was kind of there. We were trying to scratch the surface, but not really. And Estella's like your, your average mean girl, where it's kind of like, I, you can tell from the writing that they want you to be sympathetic to Stella, but it's just, there isn't room to be sympathetic towards her because I don't think that they gave us the space to develop those that sympathy for her because the entire time was just like, I don't understand what's going on with Stella. And I literally wrote, um, because she was with, what's his name? Sky initially. And they had this whole weird relationship. And then it was in episode, episode three. So it was pretty quick. Again, it was only six episodes, but like episode three, I literally wrote, um, cause this is after we find out that Stella was out here blinding people, which <laughs> we find out the real story of what happened. But in that moment, it was like, she blinded someone because they showed interest in her boyfriend, which is super superficial and super like, 
oh my gosh, girl, seriously. Um, but also it was just every conversation she had with Sky was like, I need you. You're the only one and blah, blah, blah. And you guys, me, when I talk about relationships, I'm just like, I just don't, I am, I'm trying to figure out the right words to say. But I was just like, I just want Stella to be self-sufficient because she was coming off as super needy and like she cannot function in the world on her own. And it's this relationship between her and Sky seems very codependent and I'm just not here for it. So I think that also was like a big like <laughs> negative for me as far as how Stella progressed in this. And so you kind of see her and then like she leaves with her mom and then... I don't know. Cause she left with her mom because her mom was like, they're not teaching you what I need you to teach because you're going to be taking over a kingdom or whatever, which I feel like there's a lot of, I'm so used and I think it's because I'm coming off of um, his dark materials and all that. We've, we've literally spent two seasons doing a lot of world building and I'm also a lot of fantasy based um, shows in general. It's a lot of world building and yeah, we get some history like in this throne throughout, but I don't feel like we ever really, at least I don't, me being someone who has no clue what this show is based on and <laughs> no clue what this world is about. I don't ever feel like I got rooted into the world of Winks, <laughs> which I also don't really like that, that name, the Winks name. It's like... I don't know. And then I was like, did they explain what Winx means? And I must have missed it because then later in one in one of the episodes, when we see um, Bloom's phone and it's like her chat, the group chat is called like the Winx Club or something like that. And then you see later on in the um, show that they, their room where they stay, it has like a plaque that's like Winx or whatever. I was like, did, did we not talk about what this means? Because... I feel like we didn't, but whatever. So, um, yeah, so I feel like because it's only six episodes, it doesn't really allow time. Not, it doesn't really allow time for a lot of, at least for this show. And I've seen it done in other shows, but I feel like they've been like seven, maybe eight, eight to 10. So yeah, they do have a little bit more time. I'm trying to think of something that's equivalent that's had this short amount of episodes, but it's really not come to my brain. I feel like maybe a couple, I hate to say this, maybe a couple more episodes could have helped like flesh out some of the characters in this um, and not make them so one dimensional. There, there we go. That's the word. A lot of them came off as one dimensional and not fully formed. And also would have allowed time to do a little bit more world building because it's kind of like we see, and I have to write all these things down because I was like, I'm going to forget. School's called Al Althea. <laughs> um, the danger in this is the burned ones, but also Ros, AKA, well not AKA, but also Rosalind, who we don't really, like we know Rosalind exists, but we don't really know to what extent is she involved in this? Like, is she good or bad until later in the season? We just know that she placed uh, Bloom in the human world. So, like, we don't really know until later. And then we also know that there's this person out there who is a guy, that's all we know, who is pulling the strings as far as 
um, Beatrix is concerned because she keeps she keeps referencing he 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 earlier on. I was like, who is he? I don't know. Um, and so then in the end, when it comes to and I know I know where it's only six episodes, but I still feel like I'm jumping super heavy into the end. But in the end, when it's revealed who he is, after we learned um, Sky's story, like story with his father. And we knew his father was dead or we were to believe his father was dead. And then we find out from um, Silva, which his first name was Saul. Because was, that was another thing. Like everyone was, all the adults were getting called one thing. But then towards the end, they start getting called by their first names. And I was just like, wait a minute. It's like, wait a minute, who is Saul? <laughs> and I only caught it because I had to turn on the closed captions and towards the end, because some of the stuff they were saying, I was like, what are they saying? I can't even understand what they're saying. But anyway, so Silva, who's kind of like this father figure to Sky, and um, he had kind of taken, taken him under his wings. But we find out what actually happened. It kind of makes sense why he did, why he like took on caring for Sky because he essentially felt guilty because he killed his daddy or thought he did <laughs> so you kind of get that story it's like those are the type of things where I was like okay like give me a little bit of drama or whatever and so then should have known his father was most likely not dead and was gonna come back I don't know it didn't click to me but him coming back I was like okay that makes sense because now not only did Sky just find out who his father really was he thought he was this man who was gonna try to murder these innocent people in this town who or wasn't going to or he tried to but then Silva stopped him and killed him but and eventually essentially the t the place the town is that a town I don't know the town the kingdom ends up getting um destroyed anyway but then also on the flip side Silva finds out that the people who they were so the place was actually this is why I type things down or write well type because I'm typing my notes but this is why I put things down because so I can remember so the place that they destroyed was Asherdale but come to find out that there were blood witches there which Ro Rosalind saved Beatrix and um Bloom from there because the blood witches especially wanted Bloom because she's like super powerful she finds out that she's a changeling like I feel like there was so much like backstory to bloom yeah we got some of it but i feel like there was even more we could have went that the whole thing is we could have went deeper with this entire show like in every aspect from the characters to the world building to everything and we just didn't have the space and time to do it, it was just kind of like we gotta get from point a to b and we're not making any stops along the way kind of how it's kind of how it felt but then you have silva who finds out that oh, we really were trying to stop bad people. So like, I shouldn't feel guilty for what happened to Asterdale, but oh my gosh, I murdered my best friend. And I just told his kid that I murdered him because he was evil. And then you kind of find out in the end that Silva is not dead. <laughs> he been pulling strings behind, behind the scenes. And not only that, but Rosalind dropped off Beatrix to him for him to raise her. And so it was kind of like, that's kind of effed up. What did I write down? <laughs> I was like, that's kind of effed up because Sky Daddy raised Beatrix that entire time while Sky grew up believing his father was dead. That is that is messed up. Like that's the kind of drama 
that I wanted to see the entire time because there is drama and stuff there. It was just all buried because we were just trying to get from point A to B that we just didn't really have time to really delve into it. So when we have those moments and it happens, you're kind of like, well, damn, that's effed up. And then even Ros Rosalind straight up killed Dowling <laughs> like, at the end. I was like, oh my gosh, Rosalind is ruthless. Like these adults are ruthless. Honestly, I feel like the adults are way more interesting than some of the kids because they were the ones bringing the drama and the kids were just kind of like there. <laughs> so, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing or hearing more from them because I feel like just where they, where we see them at when we start the show and then based on where they came from and then even like all the things that were happening behind the scenes that we never saw on screen between Rosalind, um, Sky's daddy, who is Andreas, and uh, Queen Luna. And then it was kind of like they just <laughs> wiped everyone, wiped everyone out of power and just kind of like secretly came up into power towards the end. It was like, oh my gosh, all this was happening while we were watching this Nickelodeon level <laughs> teen drama play out on the screen. Like I would have rather watched that story than the story that we got. But anyway, um, also, Beatrix, she was super, she was super irritating, not gonna lie. Again, I always say this, I'm just like, I don't understand why, when they have someone who's being deliberately deceitful and it's clear that they're being deceitful and the characters just are not catching how deceitful that they're being, I don't understand that. Like, all the moments that Bloom had with her one-on-one, -on -one, I was just like, you cannot tell that this girl has an ulterior motive because that's what I'm catching and she's throwing it very hard. Um, I feel like we got a lot of like history in this last, the last episode. This is where I also had to turn on the closed captions cause I was like, what happened? Cause that's when um, Bloom, after she lets Rosalind out and Rosalind's like, well, you're the only one who can defeat the uh, dead, the burned ones. <laughs> I was supposed to call them the dead ones. You're the only one who can defeat the burned ones and you essentially, cause all this whole time, which you would think that the show would be mostly about like Bloom trying to come into her powers and stuff like that. Cause that's also an exciting kind of story to be, but it was kind of like, it also played the back, a backseat to the overall story, which now that I think about it, I'm like, well, what was the goal of <laughs> this show? And I felt like this was kind of like, if you had to be like, this was a setup for, if this were in movie terms and they were like, oh, we know we're getting three movies out of out of this, like say it's a franchise, we know we're getting three movies. So we're gonna use the first movie to kind of like set up and then we're gonna get to all the good stuff in the second and third movie. This is kind of what this first season felt like. It was like, we just need to get through everything so that we can get to the end and we can see the fire wings, which I literally wrote down as a note for episode six, fire wings when Boom comes into like her true form and takes down all of the burned ones with her fire wings. I was like, okay, that's a cool, kind of cool scene of everything that happened. But even still, I was like, okay. And so then when she takes them down, you see that they turned into like human bodies. So apparently, this is where the history comes in. You guys know I love me some history. Um, so the, bur the burned ones are ancients from thousands of years ago. And we also learned that the flame inside Bloom is the dragon flame. We learned that from Rosalind. 
And so it's kind of like, this is why I said I felt like this was kind of like the setup for more, even though we don't have a confirmed season two. We'll get into that in a minute. But um, essentially, there is a war on Horizon. Horizon, something even worse than the Burned Ones is coming. And I feel like this first season was just like the setup to get all this initial-ish out of the way. And then if we get a season two, this that's when all the real, I'm assuming, I can literally be talking out the left side of my head, <laughs> spitting nonsense. But I'm assuming if they were to get a season two, then they would be like, okay, then we can dig deeper and we can get into all the good stuff and the good drama, all that stuff. Because I felt like this season was very, very safe. And yeah, before I get into that, let's make sure there's not anything else from this season that I want to talk about. I mean, overall, no, there were only six, there were only six episodes. I'm surprised that I spent this long talking about it because I didn't think that I would. Um, yeah, I think that's all. I think we'll leave it there because I don't think there's anything pressing that I want to talk about. I mean, chemistry-wise, it was whatever. I think the people, the, the kids who had the most chemistry to me were Misa and Sam. And I kind of was like, well, can we get more of them? Because I feel like of everyone, they have the most chemistry on screen. I mean, the whole Sky Stella Bloom triangle thing, I was just like, I don't know. And... Sky was giving me like Disney Prince type of feels anyways, like the whole look, especially when he has on his like armor, which I, I can't remember what this, what the soldiers are called, but when he had that armor, especially in the last episode after, um, the burned ones are defeated and, and he has found out about his father and he's like sitting out there by himself. I was like, he's giving me I could imagine, and I don't know if it's because um, Bloom has red hair. So, like, I can imagine Bloom being Ariel and him being Prince Eric because he's just giving me heavy Disney Prince vibes for some reason. So, I was like, whatever. It was just... So, the most screen, the most, like, on-screen chemistry to me was between Misa and Sam. I liked watching that. I was just like, oh, it's cute, whatever. They kind of, again, it was safe, but it was so cute. And it was a departure from everything else that was going on. But, again... A lot of one-dimensional characters. Uh, I don't think the story, I don't, th not even the story. I don't think we had enough time to kind of elaborate on some things that I think could have like helped move us along. Even though we moved on pretty quickly, I think as far as like development wise, I don't think there was enough room to breathe to allow those moments of like character development and, um, on screen connection between the audience and what's happening on screen. Let's talk about a potential season two. <laughs> this has not been renewed yet for season two. This I do think is going to take, is going to be a while before we get an answer and if it's renewed or not renewed. I honestly, at this moment in time, could not tell you if this will be renewed or not. Uh, this just came out on the 22nd. And so it's only been out for three days. <laughs> so it hasn't been out that long, but it is number one on Netflix at the moment. So it's been number one since this came out. I feel like it's kind of hard to look at that to be like, oh, it's going to get renewed. Cause I feel like anything, because we've all, we're all kind of like consuming things so quickly. I think anything that's recently released, especially like the teen things for some reason are going to end up in the top five, uh, initially. And then we'll probably fall out after, 
So I don't know. I would not be sad or mad if we didn't get a season two, just speaking for myself, because I don't think that there was enough there for me to feel a thousand percent connected to the story the way, like, I hate to bring it up, but the way like the society um, made me feel in that first season, because I was just like, I want it. I want to know what happened in season two to the point where we got the season two and then they canceled it and I was mad about it. Whereas this, I wouldn't feel one way about it either way if we did or didn't. I mean, if we did, I would watch the second season. I... And then this brings me to this. So the first season was six episodes. I think if they do get a second season that we will probably see it be longer, a little bit longer. And I don't see them going over 10 episodes, probably like maybe one to two more episodes than what we got for this first season. So I wouldn't be opposed to that. I think it will give them a little bit more breathing room to kind of fix which sounds bad, kind of fix some of the um, things that we ran or tropes and issues that we ran into with this first season with some of the characters. I also feel like if they get a second season, and again, I did not watch The Winx Club on Nickelodeon, so I I don't even know who the characters are, (laughs) who all the characters are from that uh, cartoon. I don't know who who's there, who's missing, who's who's been created for this show. Like I have no clue, but I'm assuming then that's when they would probably start introducing some of those other characters that we are apparently missing from this and fix some of those issues around the whitewashing, which I don't know how much they could fix by adding like one or two new characters cuz like in the next, in a new season, I just cannot see them adding. Well, actually, I could because apparently, again, I told you guys there will be there are just chance for me to spoil anything related to the show. So apparently, there is like a rival school and a rival group of girls, and I could be saying this wrong in the cartoon. So I mean, there is an opportunity to do something along those lines. But I just based off of how this first season went and then this last season. Um, or this last season (laughs) and everything that happened up until the final moments of the last episode, I just don't see them doing, at least immediately, I don't see them going that direction because I feel like we're still going to focus on like the takeover by Rosalind and Queen Luna. And then like, we have to talk about Andreas being back and alive because that's something that we need to talk about. And also there's this impending war that we haven't really discussed. I feel like there's still a lot there that we didn't really get into and like also bloom uses ancient fairy magic or use ancient fairy magic to take down the um burned ones so i think there's a lot there to explore and i just don't see how we add in another school or another group of kids would help push that story along the one thing i didn't say though was that i did like in that last episode, the scenes with Bloom's parents, um, when she went home to essentially tell them like what happened to their real daughter, who she really was, and she brought her friends with her. I honestly felt like those scenes were way more impactful than any scene would have been with dialogue, but also any of the other more like emotional scenes that were supposed to like connect us to 
anything that was happening um, emotionally with the characters. So, I mean, that's one thing to take away. But I do think that there's just a lot more to explore. And as far as like world building in at like Althea, the school, but also like the world they're in, but also like how that connects with the real world. Like we got little glimpses of it, but I feel like there's still more that we need to dig into. Uh, but yeah, I think I'll leave it there. I don't really have anything else to say. I know I didn't really dive into like everything or like talk about the characters or like the actor actual um, actors in this. Honestly, watching this, I was like, I don't think I've seen anyone in anything. But Bloom, she was very much so, I was like, she looks familiar. I don't know why. And then when I actually looked her up, I was like, oh my gosh, she was one of the weird sisters from Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I won't, well, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but yeah, she was one of the weird sisters. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. That's why she looks so familiar because I just could not, I kept in my mind being like, I know who she is, but coming up with other uh, actresses and was like this is not her so when I looked it up I was like oh my gosh that makes sense and then also Sam looked super familiar to me looked him up and he was in a couple of things that I've watched but I think the one that I probably am remembering remembering him from is a another teen show that was on Netflix I can't remember what it was called I want to say it was like the A-list or something like that but it was another like show where there's a bunch of kids who are stuck somewhere and there essentially aren't really any adults that are in charge. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, the guy who plays Sky, I was like, he kind of looks familiar, but he also kind of has one of those faces where it's like he would be the token like love interest. So I was like, I don't think I've seen him in anything else. So everyone else, I don't think I seen them in anything, but I think they're all pretty, pretty fresh faced and new. So yeah. I'll leave it at that. I want to know what you guys thought about this first season of... Also, why is it called Fate? The Wing Saga. Like, I don't know. I don't understand it. You guys educate me. Let me know. I want to know what you guys thought about this show. And if you guys want to see a second season, you can let me know all of those things. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currently building on Instagram and at currently on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.